the biblical call to give an answer for those who inquire about the faith. We are always prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within us. This is your life. This is who you are. This changes the way you understand yourself as a human being and every other human being. It changes what you mean by justification and adoption and sanctification and glorification. And it changes what you mean by why we do what we do in gospel ministry and in righteous living. Everything is changed when we understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Chablani Mayberg. And I'm Isaac Pinto. We are associate pastors at Central Baptist Church. And welcome to our Theology Alive podcast, where we look to engage theology in the church carried out in the culture using a Christian worldview. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of our Theology Alive podcast. Um, look, we it feels like we're starting this podcast from scratch. Over and over again. Man, we, uh, we're not getting our times right. I think this, is, this episode is late. Well, um, there, was, there was a Simeon Trust. There was a Simeon Trust workshop. The there and, was sickness. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things happening. Um, but we're also working on, uh, again, we said this last week, we're saying it again. Please <laughs> bear with us. We are definitely working on um, getting different, ep- different apps, but also getting better equipment to uh, get our sound clearer and get our sound better. Uh, however, our our our, our uh, media guy is asking for a new laptop. we need new equipment. Not just new mics and stuff, but we also need a, a new laptop. Um, but listen, we we are very grateful for everybody who continues to um, journey with us through the podcast. Um, we really hope that. Uh, all the things that we chat about are, are helpful. Um, our last episode was Tap Goes International, um, mm. only because we had somebody all the way from Scotland. Uh, it was, in fact, it was not the main point of the podcast. Uh, the main point of the podcast, we were looking at uh, the discipline of prayer right after uh, we started uh, the year looking at the discipline of reading the scriptures um the discipline of devotion um so so today we 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 do start um a, a different topic but still looking at um, you know, important or key ingredients when you look at uh, the Christian faith. Um, and one of wh- one of those is a topic called the priesthood of all believers. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say it like that, it sounds like something very Anglican or something very Catholic. It sounds it sounds very conservative, churchy. <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't sound very uh, uh, tappy. You know, um, <laughs> but but but. I can give you a, a working definition here. So um, the doctrine of the priesthood of uh, all believers basically says um, that that all Christians have access to God through Christ, who is the true high priest, and therefore do not need a priestly mediator. Now, we can go all the way um, to, to the times of the Roman Catholic Church before uh, the Reformation where uh, the, the church only had access uh, to Christ or to God uh, through the priest, um, and you know uh, there the, 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 there was no um, 
access to God's word. Uh, uh, laity was not reading scriptures back in their homes. Um, only uh, the rich had 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 money to buy. Uh, um, uh, scripture to have it in private use um so so we had this uh, this divide you know between the office of the high priest who had access to god um and the ordinary citizen who had to go through the high priest and we had to pay penance uh, to the church before that access to god um and which 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 in in essence uh, was against all that christ did because all that christ did was actually to um to tear that that uh, curtain in, in two, where all mankind had access to God. So therefore, the priesthood of all believers basically states that all believers in Christ share in His priestly status. There is no special class of people who mediate the knowledge, the presence, the forgiveness mm. of God to the rest of believers. And all believers have the right and authority to read, interpret, and apply the teachings of Scripture. So even both Isaac and I as pastors at Central Baptist Church, we are not a special class. Mm -mm. Um, we are just believers who are setting an example to the church. Uh, we are those who are called uh, to be under shepherds of the flock of Christ. But we are not mediators. There is only one mediator between God and man, and it is the man Christ Jesus. Uh, so, so that's basically what it is, the working definition, that all of us have access to God. Uh, we all have received a priestly status through the the finished work of the great high priest the lord jesus christ uh, so therefore we all have access to the very throne room yeah. of god and, and, and i think yeah, i think it is important to point out that um sometimes even though we we are evangelicals and protestant um i, I feel like sometimes there people um somehow have this idea of uh hierarchy in terms yes. of access to god yes, yes, you know yes, yes, even yes. though like you know and um uh, men of god and yes. and you yes, <laughs> you know yes, and yes. elevate sure. um you know sure. even the pastors or, or elders too now they have a, a different responsibility and i'm not there is a leadership uh, uh element definitely so i'm not mm. discounting mm. that and, and there's a different authority and role given to to those that are elders um but it is it is just uh, as we understand from the scriptures that um god has called um all all believers and and actually it was uh, luther who 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 kind of um uh coined this this term of of the priesthood of all, all believers and his idea uh of the priesthood of all believers uh, against the priesthood of only a select few mm. uh, and he rested that in the priestly office of jesus christ and yeah. and and it is we are priests not because of who we are ourselves yes. but based on our union uh with with christ and so i i, I used to uh, i used to in um say to to my my when i was in youth ministry my my young people uh, as as they became members you mm. know listen you you're, you're part of the body you must get involved yeah. you're you've, you've you're priest now right yes. uh, it is don't 
don't don't shy away don't think oh it's only other important people mm. uh, oh i i need special access no 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 yeah, yeah, we yeah. have the same christ we have the same spirit and and i mean i, th- I think we 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 see um this the problem or the disconnect i think is um in belief and practice i, th- I think i think many evangelicals or or even many members of the local church will um will, will read the definition of priesthood of all believers and they'll all say amen and amen i agree yes um we are a um a kingdom of priests so we 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 i mean we we have been given this ministry by jesus christ um however in practice i think that there is still this dependence on on the clergy so though they won't call us the clergy uh there's still the dependence on no you need to call the pastor or or no the pastor is going to do that or, or or no that's uh that's the ministry of the pastor um i mean even you even see it in um you know so so yes um we have uh um, i think it's 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 through history where uh we've seen almost a differentiation between the past and elders where uh, it's almost as if they are two different offices you know you have Mm -hmm. the past then you have the elders uh, whereas um like 80 percent of the church in fact probably even 90 percent of the church will go to the pastor before he goes to an elder or an elder will visit a member and the member will still feel like the pastor hasn't visited them and it's like but an elder has been there. We we, we are all the same. Um, mm. The only difference is uh, uh, there are those who are full time and there are those who are part time. In, in fact, that's that's the truth of most churches. Uh, pastors are simply those who are full time elders, and um, there are those elders who who uh, are still working. I guess what you could call circular jobs, um, and and yet they they are they still hold the office of elder. And many times you find church members not caring for church members because um, th- there is a pastor in the church and and it's the pastor's job to visit members it's the pastor's job to care for the church and yet the reason why we take up membership the reason why there's so many of us in the local church is because we are all supposed to participate in the ministry of caring for Mm. the flock so yes the, the 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 shepherd's call is to shepherd and to care for the flock but the shepherd cannot care intimately for each individual flock. How many members are at Central Baptist Church? Close to 400, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We are one church in two locations, three services. So it's impossible. And I mean, if, if we use the logic that um, many church members have, it's impossible for Pastor Charles to care for over 300 members. Right. It's right. impossible for the four of us to, I mean, it means we all have 100 each. <laughs> How how do we care yeah, yeah. intentionally for for right, it's it's right. almost impossible. Yeah. But but that's not really our job. Uh, our job is to make sure that the flock is well nourished, nourished enough to care for each other, and 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 that's our ministry. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you look at um First Peter chapter two, mm-hmm. um verse one says, "So put away all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander." Now it it only dawned on me now. If you think about it, malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander are great hindrances to caring for one another. I cannot care for you if I'm malicious. I can't care for you if I'm deceitful. I can't care for you if if I'm a hypocrite. I can't care for you if I'm I'm envious or if I'm slanderous. And and all of those are actually 
um, uh, uh, red flags that there's something wrong spiritually. Uh, he goes on in verse 2. He says, Like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen as precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. So all of us are to offer spiritual services. Mm -hmm. All of us together are a holy priesthood. So yes, it is important, it is vital that, that every member of the local church participate in being a priesthood. So maybe to, to add another verse, so you read from First Peter 2, um, and chosen race, royal priesthood, in Revelations 5, um, <coughs> um, verse uh, 9, um, and they sang a new song, saying, Worthy uh, are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood... You ran some people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Uh, sorry, sorry. It is uh, later on. Oh, my word. I've lost my place here. Uh, the it, it, is, it is the same line of that song that is he worthy. Uh, he has made us a kingdom. Oh, there we go. Revelation 5.10. Sorry. You have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on earth. Mm. Um, so this is the implication of uh, the, redeem the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. Yep. And he has uh, made us a uh, uh, kingdom and priests sure. to, to God, and, uh, and we will... Rain with the sun. Is he worthy? It's playing my head. It's playing my. I, c I can uh, hear yeah, the song. Yeah, I yeah. can hear the song. Um, and, and so this is this is a, a great a great privilege, mm. uh, you know, for us to for everyone to be truly engaged in, in serving mm. and caring for one another. Yeah. And and I mean there are so many um, one another's sure. right uh, in. The scriptures we we see in the uh, it appears a hundred times in ninety four uh, in ninety four verses mm. um, and forty seven of those verses give instructions to the followers of Jesus mm. um, and so um, this is so so important. Sure. Now 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 before I mean we we'll, we'll read some of those just now. Uh, before we get to the implications, I think it's important for us to sort of just dive back a little bit into um, where, where, where does this come from? Um, uh, get a, a little taste of, of um, a high priest in action. Get a taste of how we see this in Christ Jesus mm -hmm. and then get a taste of what that should look like in us. And for that, we have to turn to Leviticus 16. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I won't read the whole the whole chapter, uh, but but if you do have time, you can even pause the podcast right now 
Just read hmm. Leviticus 16, and then I'm just going to go over it, just, just highlighting a few things. Um, I mean, uh, honestly, I, I won't do um, um, an exposition of this text, but I just want you to see the ministry of the high priest. But as I read this, I want you to be thinking of Jesus and, mm. and, and think of, of, of what happened on that cross. When, when Jesus died on the cross, uh, uh, yes, in our minds, we see a man hanging on that tree. We, 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 we see his blood spilling on the wood, uh, we see the nails, uh, we see uh, the criminals on the cross, uh, we see the crowd, um, you know, we, we see the heavens uh, opening, or the, I think it was, it was, it was overcast, uh, uh, we, we hear the thunder, but we don't, of, of, we don't often think about what is happening in the, in the most holy place when Jesus died, what, what happened in the, th- in, uh, in the temple in heaven. And that's what I want you to think of when you think of the high priestly ministry of Jesus. So first I'll read Hebrews 4, 14, which says, Since then, we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. Mm. Now I want you to look at, at Aaron. Aaron was a shadow of the coming Christ. Aaron was a shadow of the great high priest, Jesus Christ. What, sh- what Aaron did in, in the holy place, what Aaron did in the holy of holies, was only pointing to what Jesus would do once and for all on Mount Calvary. Now listen to Leviticus 16. So from verse 2 it says... Uh, God speaking to Moses, tell Aaron, your brother, not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil. So already, you know, there was a veil. Only a select people were allowed to go through the veil. And then you go to verse four. Listen what Aaron should do. He shall he shall put on the holy linen coat and shall have the linen undergarment on his body and he shall tie the linen sash around his waist and wear the linen turban. These are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water and then put them on and he shall take from the congregation of the people of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. And Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. Then he shall take the two goats and set them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Then jump to verse 11. Aaron shall present the bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for himself and for his people. He shall kill the bull as a sin offering for himself and he shall take a a censer full of coals of fire from the altar before the Lord and two handfuls of sweet incense beaten small and he shall bring it inside the veil and put the incense on the fire before the Lord then uh, sorry that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is over the testimony the testimony was the ark of the covenant so that he does not die and he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the mercy seat on the east side and in the front of the mercy seat he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the 
the people and bring its blood into the veil and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull, sprinkling it over the mercy seat in front and in front of the mercy seat. Thus he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the people of Israel, because of their transgression, all of their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting which dwells with them in the midst of the uncleanness. Verse 17. No one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he, he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his house and for all the assembly of Israel. Then he shall go, go out, excuse me, to the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for all. And he and shall take some of the blood of the bull and some of the blood of the goat and put it on the horns of the altar all around. And he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times and cleanse it and consecrate it from the uncleanness of the people of Israel. And when he has made an end of atoning of the holy place and the tent of meeting and the altar, he shall present the live goat. Man, Jesus Christ went into the most holy place, the actual dwelling place of God in heaven. But what he sprinkled on that mercy seat was not the blood of bulls, was not the blood of goats, but was the blood of the Lamb of God. It was the blood of the Son of God. It was his own blood to make atonement for our sin. He, he did that to cleanse us of our uncleanness. It was because of our transgressions. It was because of our sins. Because of Jesus Christ, who is the great high priest. It says the curtain was torn in two. His sacrifice was sufficient once and for all. Jesus doesn't have to go again again and again to offer mm. the blood of bulls and goats because his blood was sufficient his sacrifice was sufficient and therefore we have access into the very throne room of god Amen. what are the implications as as priests as a royal priesthood friends it is very important that we take our role seriously mm. we have to ensure that we consecrate ourselves i mean you look at the lens that Aaron had to go to. We don't have to go through those lens because we have been clothed with the righteousness of Christ. Man. However, we still need to examine our hearts. We still need to make sure that our hearts are right before God. I mean, Aaron, Aaron had to make atonement for himself in his own household before he made atonement for the nation Israel. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ didn't have to. Our sins have been atoned for. Yeah. So therefore, we have this responsibility to lead people to the very presence of God. We are not going to be like Aaron offering uh, a blood of animals to make atonement for them. No. But we are leading them to the throne room of God that people may have fellowship with him mm. as we fellowship with each other we need to constantly be pointing each other to christ we need to constantly be mm. be uh, calling each other out if we are caught in mm. sin we need to constantly be reminding each other of the finished work of jesus christ that it is finished yeah. on the cross and in in what we are basically saying as well is that you have the go ahead the authority to mm. to do that you know it's not um, it's not like uh, you're not capable or 
or you in a in lesser place yeah. um i remember uh years ago uh, yeah, again one of the youth coming to me is like oh she wants to follow jesus can you tell her about the gospel <laughs> 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 uh, obviously i'm happy to but i'm yeah. like you can do that yes. uh, as well we yes. we have been uh called and and it is because of this great union with christ just there's no more there's there's no higher hierarchy um and god has has called us god has sanctified us um and uh, i just want to read a a quote from um a a theologian fesco um the most significant blessing is that there is no hierarchy of beings, archangels, angels, archbishops, bishops, and priests mm. standing between the believer and God. Rather, we have union, communion, and fellowship with God through our great high priest, Jesus Christ. Mm. When, when Christ uttered his last breath on the cross, he tore in two the temple veil that shrouded the Holy of Holies. Mm. Christ's priestly work opened a new and living way through the veil of his flesh so that all believers have immediate access to God who is in the heavenly holy of holies. Amen. As Christ taught his disciples for where two or three are gathered in my name there, I am among them. Uh, sure. Matthew 18.20 um, So the believers hold on to this. Mm. Take hold of, of this. Mm. So, so the point really of this episode is that yes, shepherds and teachers, um, God has has given us to the local church, uh, but the Spirit has uniquely u- gifted every member of mm. the local church Amen. with the unique gift to you to equip the church of God to grow in grace and in the proclamation of the gospel. Amen. Each and every one of us are equally valuable in Mm. the ministry of the local church. If only pastors were working in the local church, the local church would not be healthy. Mm. That's the point. Mm. We are not the only ones who are to be working. (laughs) Each and every one of us are to be using our gift. In fact, if only pastors were working in the local church, it means we're the only ones exercising our gifts. It means we would be lacking so much in our own spiritual growth because we're not being edified. Yeah. Who's edifying you mm. if if the members are not using their gifts? Who's edifying me yeah. if the member we yeah. all have a unique role to play in the growing of the church? I'm just gonna yeah. read this quickly. It says, These shepherds and teachers do not belong to an higher order of being, as in the medieval understanding. Rather, they are only one part of the body, no greater than any other part, but necessary nonetheless. The shepherd cannot say to the person in the pew, I do not need you because the Spirit has gifted me to be a shepherd. Conversely, the person in you... Sorry, sorry, sorry. What am I reading here? Uh, Conversely, the person in the pew cannot say to the shepherd, I have no need of you because I am a priest in Christ. God has sovereignly arranged the body of Christ in such a mem- in such a manner that each part though different in function and gifts need each other to function. Mm. I mean even experientially can you imagine you know um if there are only 
administrators <laughs> or, and teachers just administrators or, 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 and teachers yeah uh, or just teachers uh, you know uh, like it is so wonderful you know some of the ladies in our church have the gift of hospitality yeah. and it and it's just yeah. and it's just amazing you know? Yeah. you know and and so you're so built up you're so edified in that and mm. so um we we really want to uh, encourage you that are listening to us uh, today um if you're not serving if you're not edifying if you're not acting like the priest <laughs> that sure. you have been called um to to be um we really uh, pray that that the lord will stir your heart to sure. to um the lord has gifted you in a particular way if you have trusted in jesus christ he has gifted you in sure. one way or, or the other sure. um, and, and so uh, put in practice those gifts uh, for the edification mm -hmm. of the body so practically love one another with brotherly affection outdo one another in showing honor practically love one another just as Christ has loved you um, again be kind to one another be tender-hearted and forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgave you. Um, again, each one of you, sh uh, one person esteems one day better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Um, owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Um, again, love one another. Um, man there's so many one another mm -hmm. uh, let mm -hmm. us consider how to stir one another to love and good works not con not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near bear with one another if one has a complaint against you forgiving each other as the lord has forgiven you so you must also forgive i mean we need this in the local church we we are going to offend each other um they are mm. going to be those people who require us to be to be patient with them mm. they are going to be people um who are less mature in the faith who require us to bear with them and so we need to be bearing with one another, forgiving each other with all humility and gentleness, with patience. Again, bearing with one another. How? In love. Um, I'll read just a few more. Encourage one another. Uh, build one another up just as you have been doing. Iron sharpens. Sorry, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. Um, let us not pass judgment on one another uh, any longer but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother uh, no one has seen god if we love one another god abides in us and his love is being perfected in us so many one another passages so just go onto your laptop just google one another verses read those verses and ask yourself the question how are you doing in at least five of them mm -hmm. um god has challenged us to practically be doing those things in fact many of them are imperatives many of them are commands to love one another to bear with one another to forgive one another um so please as you are a member of a local church 
find yourself serving in that local church find yourself active in that local church and remember god has made you a priesthood uh, god has made a priesthood of all believers mm-hmm. for the main purpose that it we must be function functioning to bring each other to god amen we live in a day where we think that in order to be relevant to our culture we must be like our culture we live in a day where we think in order for the gospel to be relevant we must somehow adapt it to the culture and nothing on the face of the earth or in the bowels of hell could be further from the truth we are relevant not because we are like our culture we are relevant because we are absolutely different and our gospel has power not because it is acceptable to carnal men our gospel has power because it is a scandal to men